you for joining us on the flagship episode of Diametric Convergence. I am Andrew, and I am joined by my best friend of over 25 years. Hello, this is Brandon. Welcome, everyone. We're so excited to have you all here. And we are here to talk about just about anything and everything, but with a small twist. Even though we are best friends, we have vastly different opinions on some choice topics. Uh, this isn't going to be some odd couple nonsense, though, where we, you know, where wacky hijinks ensue. But more to provide proof that you can have very different opinions and still be friends with people. Uh, we're going to disagree often, right? Definitely, definitely. And uh, that's the best part about it. Yep. Um, so we're going to disagree, but we're going to talk to each other with respect and try to learn from one another. It's the whole point, uh, rather than try to change each other's minds constantly. It's not our goal to keep changing everybody, keep changing everybody's mind. We just want to talk about our differences and learn. My whole goal is to learn about things and to show people that you can still be friends with people you disagree with. Yeah, and that's why we um, came up with the title Diametric Convergence, because uh, we really uh, like how it all comes together. And um, we, we think it's important to have two sides of every story. And, uh, and, you know, not hate each other when it all comes out. Yep. So for the, with this first episode, this part will be a little bit more, I guess, scripted sounding because we want to make sure everybody's on the same page where we're at. Uh, but you know, going forward, it's gonna be a lot more just conversational because it's kind of what we want to be, make sure we're getting into, uh, but you also want to make sure everybody's on the same page as us starting out. Um, and that being said, our in this being our very first episode, one thing we want to do um, is kind of give a bit of a background for those of you who don't know us uh, when where we came from. We thought it would be good to get a sense of who we are, uh, where we come from, and how this podcast came to be, and how we you know how we are collaborating now. So we figured that would be a good place to start for everybody. And so let's get into that. So, our, yeah. Our so uh, with Corona going, our origins. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, let's do our origins. Um, um, let's let you go first. So how how did we meet? Well, I was just gonna say with Corona coming about, we, um, you know, we've been talking about a podcast for a while, and it just came mm -hmm. to be that uh this was the perfect timing and yeah. since we live so far apart you're in indiana and i'm in colorado um this is the best way we can get together and talk about our ideas um so uh to your question how did we meet um i was in third grade uh whatever age that was um and i moved to indiana um in the middle of nowhere um, at that time, uh, it's grown quite a bit since then. Um, but in halfway through school, I moved and Andrew was, uh, definitely one of my first friends I met and, uh, we've just, um, grown from there. We've had ups and downs and, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, challenging times, but we've always, um, got through it and we've been friends for since then forever. Yep. So, yeah. And then the story, and I like this story because I think it's funny how we, like when we actually, how we first became friends, because we first met each other, we were in third grade. I remember 
pretty well. It's always funny because I, and I've told you this before, <laughs> like I wasn't a big fan of yours to begin with. And we were in third grade because like you couldn't read it that well. And I was like, kind of like when we did like group reading, like everybody had to read, like, you know, when you do group reading and people read like a paragraph or something, it wasn't always, yeah, it was, yeah. you know, you were in third grade, so we didn't have the best reading abilities and that kind of annoyed me. But in fourth grade, when we got into, we had a project we were doing. Remember the project um, where we were, we were doing like everybody was making the different sea creatures to be hung up and we yeah we, we did got, a and we got paired up yeah to do the uh man of war jellyfish right mm-hmm. uh, and we yep. made this massive jellyfish like just huge um <laughs> it was probably it was bigger yeah. <laughs> i feel like it was almost bigger than like any other things like people were doing like whales and our jellyfish was bigger than i can't whales. remember the exact thing that's good memory <laughs> yeah i don't know why this is just something because it just it started kind of our friendship because once we you know worked on that together we started hanging out after school and it then that's where it started after that you know it was just friendship True. for life after yeah. that we, we hung out all the time and we were just basically best friends at that point um but yeah I throwing the football. yep <laughs> playing football at, at school all that kind of stuff. And just yeah. that's one of my more vivid memories that I have. And just because of the circumstances too, just that jellyfish and how big it was. It was just I just had so much fun doing that. Oh, um, that's cool, man. And yeah. then right after that, uh in fifth grade we did Odyssey of the Mind. Yeah. And that was a really interesting project we did yeah. at your house. Yeah. Um, even though we did it all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we we had fun. Yeah, no, we had a good group doing that. And, um, you know, I feel if we would have read the directions a little bit better, we we could have came up with something that would have won. Yeah. Um, but either way, it was a good, uh, you know, a good chance to get together and a great opportunity to use our minds. And I think it was a great program. I haven't looked into it since, but I uh, don't know if it's still going on or not. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I have not looked it up. It might be. That would be cool if it was. Yeah, but then from there, uh, yeah, elementary, and then just, you know, hanging out and growing up together, getting into crazy stuff and getting into trouble and doing lots of lots of things that kids did growing up. Yeah. One vivid memory before we did all that, it was right before we became troublemakers. <laughs> um, we went to your mom's school and did the Lego. Um, oh yeah, what was this thing? <laughs> yeah, I remember like that animated Lego, or uh, where they had motors. Yeah, um, yeah, like the yeah the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what, I know what you're talking but anyway, about. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was a really good time. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, yeah. Like you could open the garage door and. Oh, you know, do different things to turn on lights. And yep. uh, that was kind of the beginning of the, you know, takeover of computers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then well, I'm trying to think here, just different stuff we did. Um, obviously, we went high school years, not necessarily high school together, but high school years. Um, and then after that i moved away down to florida for a year 
went to school um then came back and you were you were still you know in in town so from there then we went to arizona right the whole that whole trip out even the trip out there is pretty memorable you know in the good old oh, yeah good, good old effingham I didn't know. I I don't remember you going to full sale before we went to Arizona. Like, yep, yep. I'm sure I'm losing my mind. <laughs> nah, I mean you were okay. you were well you were I guess you were not in town because you had left too. You went out and did some things like went down. I went to Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Like you were doing like the the carny um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like the like, the, like I was in, uh, in the trailer. Or what are you? Yeah, I was painting too with my painting. uncle in Michigan. Yep, you were out doing um, stuff. Yeah, I was doing I remember now. stuff. But right before we moved, I was working at uh, the wing place, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's when we just decided to save every dollar I had, which wasn't much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a $500 credit card and um, we both drove our cars out there. And I was just talking to my dad about this, but. Uh, you know, we broke down in Effingham and, but we had the plan from the beginning. If I, uh, I told you to pack light. Yep. And if I, um, if my car breaks down, I'm putting everything I can into your car and we're going and that's exactly what happened. Yep. I think we manifested that. It, it makes for a good story, I guess. Um, no, my dad later grabbed that truck and, uh, he or someone else drove it for a few more years. So, uh, it all happened for a reason and we got out there and we did our thing, uh, you know, built yep. trusses. That was fun. Yeah. Yep. And to tie into what we're doing here, you know, when we were out in Arizona, we were living together, obviously driving down there, we had to share the same car. And then when we first got to Arizona, we weren't, we had to stay at my cousin's and in the same room. So we, we stayed in the same room, drove in the same car, worked at the same job. So we were together all the time, constantly together. So yeah. friction, friction was yeah. bound to happen. And so mm-hmm. even, even then, like we got, we, you know, got into fights pl- plenty of times. So there are times that we still fought, but here we are still being friends. So these things happen um, to the best of us. Yeah. We've never always a hundred percent agreed, but we just come to agreement with each other that we're not going to fight over these stupid things. Right. We, you know, yeah. come to a, come to an understanding, like a, like a, what do they call it? Um, compromise type thing where we just, I, I guess an understanding where we, you know, un- agree to disagree and you know, understand that's part of who we are, but not hate each other for that. Like a lot of thing I'd think is just, yeah. just to, just to accept people for their differences. Well, that's exactly what it taught me as well. Um, Like everybody's different. We all have different strengths just because one person might be good at this, uh, you know, doesn't mean they're good at everything or, you know, the opposite. They might not be good at this, but they might be good at so much more. So you, you have to look at people for, you know, they're an individual and they, they have different values and goals as you. So, you know, you just try to come together on a certain goal and then, um, things get a lot easier after that. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, so yeah, then well, Arizona, we were there living together for like a about a year. Well, because we had the lease, we had the apartment, so we had that for a year. Then you yeah, went, then you went up to you know moved out because well we got laid off right we got laid off from our job because the place closed down so then we went to work different places and then things kind of progressed from there and you know we had started kind of that's when we kind of started living separate lives like at that point right um you went well i got engaged yeah i was really (laughs) yeah which was all a blessing you know we we figured out uh you know we got to live our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So one and, thing, and I ended up in Colorado and you ended up back in Indiana. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I said, one thing that I never really worry about is things that happen. They all happen for the reason that they happen for. And as long as you learn something from, from it, then you can't ever really regret it. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, everything happens for a reason, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, so um, we don't, I guess we don't disagree on everything, but there are, like I said at the beginning, there's some big things that we do disagree on. And so we try to fi- we try to celebrate those areas where we do agree on, but then learn to accept each other for our differences, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's really important. Um that's the only way to have a 25 plus year friendship, you yeah, know? Yep. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm trying to adapt that in every part of my life as well. All right. So, yeah, so I was in Phoenix, you were up in Flagstaff. I think you spent about what a year up in Flagstaff. Yeah. Yeah. Right around there. Right around there. Um, that's kind of where our past really diverged. Uh, where we kind of went on our own on our own journeys, and I stayed in Flagstaff. I bounced, uh, not in Flagstaff. I stayed uh, Phoenix, bounced around a little bit down there. Actually, I don't know if you know this. You, you met my dad when we were down there, right? Yeah, because he came yeah. down there once because he moved down there. Him and his wife and my half brother, uh, they came down there, and I actually lived with him for a little yeah. bit. After, because after you, yeah, cause after you moved out, I didn't really have you moved up to Flagstaff. I didn't really have anywhere to live, so I lived with Tommy for a little right. bit. Then Tommy's, um, he was his girlfriend at the time, I believe, or maybe maybe his wife. I think they were married. I'm not sure, but he she came down there. I kind of had to, you know, vacate his apartment, and luckily my dad said it was okay for me to live with them. So I lived with him for a little bit. So I was bouncing around. And then, of course, like my dad, my dad said I couldn't live there anymore because like his because my stepmom, Jennifer's mom was coming down to live with them. And I didn't they needed the room, all this stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when for me, I now was. Um, I don't know, mate, because you left. It was like, what, May? Uh, you mean when from you Flagstaff up, when, or when you from... went up to Flagstaff, when you moved up to Flagstaff, it was like Mayish. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 In the summer. I believe. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, that sounds about right. I can't, I'm losing it. Oh, 
Uh, that's fine. I mean, yeah, it was, I think it was right about that time. Um, cause I'm trying to think, cause I'm trying to put it to my own timeline. Cause I was there. Pro- cause I don't, yeah. Cause after that, I, sorry, I, after that, like I didn't make it to the end of the year before I left and went back to F- Fort Wayne. Cause after like I ran out of places to live and then, then I you know, kind of stopped working because I didn't really like what I was doing. It wasn't making money. Obviously in a bad place too, emotionally, you know, mentally, uh, I just wasn't doing well. Obviously I've, you know, I've been dealing with, you know, kind of anxiety, depression, a lot of the bigger portion of my life. So having all that stuff kind of happen back to back didn't bode well for my mental being well being. So I just, you know, cut my losses. Let's go home. Can always go home. Right. Like, at least I can. Not everybody can. At least, <laughs> at least I can. Um, yeah. So I went back there. And then after, what, after Flagstaff, you went to Colorado. Would you go to Colorado? You went to Colorado after Flagstaff, right? Yeah, pretty much Denver. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've always wanted to be here. So it was a, you know, a blessing. I moved out here with you know, my fiance at the time. And then, um, shortly after that, she became an ex and I just started making good friends out here and trying to build a life that I would love, you know? Yep. I think one of the coolest things actually that you did, uh, I think was it out in, in Denver when you did the massage stuff? Yeah. 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 So I moved out here in, um, I think 2008 and then started doing massage in 2012, started going to school in 2011. And, uh, yeah, it really changed my life in many ways, um, healing myself and, um, and then just teaching others to do the same thing. Yeah. And I think that, and the reason I think that's cool, because remember before we went out to Phoenix, before we moved out there, we were trying to figure out, you know, what do we want to do? And one of the things we talked about was going to massage therapy school. You remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. We were going to go in the UP of Michigan. Yeah, all the way up in, um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, Marquette? Marquette. Yes. There it is. Marquette. It was, yeah. We talk about, let's do this. Like, oh hell yeah, let's do that. That's awesome. That'd, that'd be great. And it just never happened. But then like you continued on with it, like you actually did it. And I thought, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah, I actually tell my clients that because it's kind of a funny story. We're like, oh, yeah, let's go do that. We'll meet a bunch of chicks and all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, But it really wasn't about that at all. Yep. It, it was just uh, I've always, I always worked on myself, doing massage on myself, and I didn't even know what I was doing. And, you know, when I went to massage school, I realized that all the stuff I was doing was massage. So I was doing it before I even knew what it was. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a passion. I mean, I remember, uh, the first reason I even thought about massage was first of all, my mom, you know, she was in such pain and, um, I wanted to figure a way around that and not have to do with it myself. Um, but also I took a aptitude test in alternative school and I basically said, I like to work with my hands and help people and massage came up and uh it just like lit up in my brain and it never went away yeah 
that's really cool. Just a great, just a great profession to be in and just how much it's growing and different things it's, it's good for. Yeah. Definitely would have been fun to have been able to learn that with you too and do it together. But you know, here we are. (laughs) Yeah, man. Every, every path goes different directions, but, uh, you know, we, we converge once again. Yep. And here we are. Yeah. Coming back on this. Um, so a lot of stuff that I guess led up to this cause you were, so you were in Colorado and Denver area doing your stuff. Uh, I was here in Fort Wayne. Like I've been in here, I've been back here in Fort Wayne since, Oh, since the end of Oh seven. So I've been here 13 back. I mean, obviously I was born and raised here. Uh, so I was here for the first, 18, 19 years of my life but i came I came back here uh nowhere else to go and i desperately wanted to go back to phoenix right because i loved it out there i would still love to be back out there just everything about there the weather the the outdoor stuff like the geography all this stuff like it's just a great like it's one of my favorite places um and but i do miss yeah besides summer (laughs) yeah i don't even mind the summer because i mean it's not there's there's no humidity i mean it's hot it's hot don't get me wrong people say oh i know it's so dry 120 degrees is hot any way you cut it yeah when your sweat evaporates before it hits the ground yeah that's pretty yeah yeah so like we all have different yeah because when we were we were working building trusses like it was kind of outdoorsy because like the the facility had like all the open openness to it but we would like i remember yeah it was like tin. yeah it was like tin around us you know and the sun was beating on it if we had to work there during the the hottest months we probably all would have died yeah so yeah so luckily we you know we closed down like not luckily Cause you know, getting laid off is a lot, it kind of is if, if you look at it a certain way, but we got, and they had the swamp. Coolers just, yeah. Sorry. I interrupted. Yeah, but no, they had the swamp cooler. Uh, um, just sitting, <laughs> sitting like on a pallet and we were like, why aren't you guys putting this in? And you know, they must've knew they were closing yeah. all along. Yeah. So, and I remember like, just cause we it was were, a blessing. Yeah, it was, it way. really was. But I remember it was like sitting, like when we were working, it was just, but it was still hot because when we got into like June, it was still pretty freaking hot, right? And we would drink. Oh yeah. And like I remember, we would like be drinking constantly. Like they'd have a Gatorade or we'd have water, and we'd be drinking it constantly throughout the day. But never once would I go to the bathroom. Like we'd never go to the bathroom because I would just sweat everything out. Like, it would just sweat out. <laughs> like I would never use the bathroom because it would just all come out through my face. In my in my body because it, it was, it, that was crazy. It, was, it was crazy. Just how much? Who needs a bathroom when you got <laughs> right? You just go to your body just excretes that like that. So that was crazy. Um, yeah, so, but that's that's a crazy. Thing yeah, and you remember we had, to, we had to tape our hands. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all our fingers and everything. Yeah, I still have scars from that job. I'm sure I do too. It wasn't uh, conducive to massage. That's for sure. Oh. I had to do some rehab on my hands. There's still some 
there's still some cuts I have here and there. Just like some from the na- from those nails, man. Those nails we had to put in were crazy. Oh like yeah, the, the truss na- plates. Yeah, the truss <laughs> plates. And, yeah, the nail plates are crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you got to reach into the box and grab them, <laughs> yeah. and then your hand gets like sliced. And oh man, yeah, yeah, so that was a that was a, not a job for the week. No, you know. No, it's not not my typical you know job. But I mean, I took it and it, to get me out of Fort Wayne. Like I and I did it. Like I I did all right. Like I, I'm not as good as you with that kind of stuff, like building and stuff like that. It's not really my area of expertise or natural ability. But I you know I, yeah, I, you know I, I love. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> I was so proud because they put us on the specialty dormer kits. Yeah, and I was so proud. That we got to build the specialty trusses. Yeah, yeah you, no, you, you were I, in charge. Really cool. Or you took charge. <laughs> I did because I was understanding it so well. And and then, you know, the engineers would give us the wrong specs. So we were pretty much engineering it as well. Yeah. Yep. That was fun, though. I learned a lot I, doing that. Same here. I, I learned a ton. That one guy, I don't even remember his name. Um, kind of the the guy that knew it all about um the specialty dormer kits especially mm. um wish i remembered his name but anyway he taught us so much he he was just quick at it and he was like a guy that actually has done it over and over so he's taught us like all his tricks and yep. it really paid off because i learned so much yep. yeah i mean um, i know you obviously it. i haven't built a trust yeah i haven't built a trust then but <laughs> right. Um, right, but at, right afterwards, you <laughs> went to build what drawers? You went to the, like the drawer cabinets or what was yeah. it? Drawers? Yeah, it was drawer boxes, yeah. drawer cabinets. Yep. Um, so the dovetail, uh, and I, I learned every job in there. I started building the boxes uh, with hammer and glue, and um, we would smash the dovetails together so they actually fit. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, that was a wild job. I went from that to. Um, to grooving, which is just creating the groove for the the bottom of the drawer, and then I went to uh, dovetailing, which was cutting the sides so they fit together. Then I went to upcut saw, which is you know cutting the sides to size right before they get dovetailed, and then I went to the cutting um, the actual material, um, and and then the bottoms and everything using a a Selco beam saw that had uh uh black widows living in it as well as ground <laughs> yeah. reclusive dang <laughs> so uh that was a wild wild time in my life i kept telling my job i need uh or my my boss rather um that i need you know hazard pay right because of this and and i was like bring in an exterminator and they brought one in but then there were still huge cobwebs of black widows staring at me as i open this back gate and climb in this machine and try to clean it. And he tells me I don't clean it good enough. And, you know, so that's when my job there started going downhill because I wasn't going to work with widows and brown recluses. And, and then at the same job, a kid cut his fingers off and that was the end of that job. (laughs) Yeah. I usually, Um, I usually kill a lot of jobs, a lot of places. Yep, so, fingers or black widow? 
meh, both basically someone unwilling to accommodate the safety of their employees. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It was a, it was a, if you don't like to be here, then leave type of job. Yeah. I mean, um, there's plenty of those out there. Chose- yeah. I actually got fired for telling him, uh, OSHA might be able to help him more than the company. And he told, uh, he told the owner that, and I got fired for that, but uh, well, they didn't want to commit to that. Right. So that's, that is what that is. Yeah, I was too high risk for them, but um, I feel it's best just to, uh, uh, I don't know, be a good guy. Yeah, no, you got, I mean, you got to do what you got to do for yourself. I mean, if you want, if you want to be safe, you, you know, you put your, your safety over a paycheck. That's you know one thing. If somebody doesn't want, if somebody, if somebody else doesn't want to do that, it's a whole different thing. Well, my friend, the kid that got his fingers cut off, got paid. I think 10 grand a finger. Damn. So it was worth it to him since he just got out of prison. And, you know, it wasn't my good friend, but I trained him on the saw that he cut himself Jeez. on. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, be thankful, you know, that we didn't continue the direction we were going. Um, I like working with wood and things, but I'm not going to have another job doing it. Right. No, that's yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely learned a lot and, you know, expanded your not your skill base, I guess, just different things leading up to, because you learn a lot of soft skills in these other jobs too. Um, especially when they move you up to doing the special dormers kits that we were doing, you kind of learn like project management, like you said, doing engineering stuff and leadership type stuff because you kind of have to take charge you know you just as long as you're pulling out different lessons rather not just like oh i, I learned to put word wood together and fit it with a nail it's you know look beyond that i think you yeah find value. yeah so yeah so we did that um then you after that again left we i think we went all went over all that but i, I don't know fill in kind of the gaps i'm not sure if you're aware of when i came back to fort wayne like I said, wanting to go back out to Phoenix, uh, but life kind of had other plans for me. And that's at that point is when I started learning to kind of go with what life wanted for me rather than force my thing onto it. I don't know if that makes sense. That's kind of what I did. Um, and that's what led me to my current situation in terms of my family. Like I met uh, my wife. I I didn't really meet her. I've obviously I've known her longer than I've known you. <laughs> yeah. So, oh really? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So, like um second grade, first or second grade. Uh we went to the same school. Wow, I, I, I didn't I guess when I met her, um we didn't really kind of become friends again until uh sixth grade when we came, we started going to school again. Because after second grade, she went to a boy, I went to uh Haverhill where we met. Right, mm-hmm. so you can kind of start piecing all this stuff together. See how I didn't know that. That's oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. I think you told me in the in the past. Yep. Um, but yeah, but we, it's a good reminder. We met way back then. Uh, we knew of each other way back then. We kind of were in the same world, I guess. Way back then, um, kind of really became actual friends in middle school. But when I came back here, you know, her life was going in the direction that it was going, and she got 
divorced and then we kind of started hanging out and then it was it was on from there and uh 10 it's been about 10 years now so 10 years later you know we have a family and a seven-year-old um but like in even that that was kind of all new territory for me like i was going through like really like really bad times at that point when we first like started i guess dating i was like i was probably at one of my lower points in life in terms of my depression um just I had a like very bad time like adjusting to it and you know feeling that worth that you are um I don't know what's what's another word that you're worthy that everyone deserves yeah, yeah. that you're worthy the of that kind that of you... relationship of others of someone else's love and affections and stuff like that like it's it was hard for me to kind of uh grasp that and deal with it so it got like pretty bad before it got better um so that i mean that happened yeah. and that stuff i'll always be honest about too like i don't mind being honest about that stuff and how you know because i think it's important for other people to hear it other people to know that other people deal with it they're not the only ones dealing with it yeah that's and that's, that's what i had to deal with i was like i didn't have anybody to relate to on that yeah it's part of our journey you know and I honestly didn't know that it was going that far down for you because I kind of shut, shut off every other part of my life too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was going through this, this other thing over this way and yep. it wasn't, um, that shiny once I broke up with my fiance too. Right. So it, it went a little downhill before it went up. Yep. Um, but, we were kind of on our own path doing that because I wasn't really calling anybody. Uh, things were uh, up and down for me all over the place over here. So uh, it's interesting to hear it now, years later. Yeah, no, yeah, I figured that would be kind of thing. I mean, we I feel like we deal, dealt with similar issues. I'll say that similar issues. Um, with, sure. with mental health yeah um, oh yeah but i was yeah all my life to each other all I'm, my life oh yeah go ahead with that yeah and i honestly didn't know that it was maybe i'm just forgetting but i didn't know it was so bad for you or or that you were dealing with it as much as i was because i was in my own little world I didn't talk thinking that it. no one else had problems yeah that could have been it too i was, I was um, ready to like talk but, about that stuff um, that's something I've learned, you know, I'll, you know, I was honestly wow. being friends with you. I've learned with it just, you know, be like more forthcoming. Cause you kind of, and cause you kind of dealt, you kind of got into the groove earlier, like with your massage stuff. And I think that kind of sets you on a path of healing before it did, before I got onto that path. And then you kind of introduced, okay. you kind of introduced it to me yeah. and um, seeing how, cause I mean, I mean, we talked throughout the years, it's, plenty obviously there were t- gaps where we didn't talk for v- long times but didn't affect our friendship right we didn't we didn't hold it against each other yeah. oh, you don't want to talk to me you must not never yeah never i mean there's been times where i was in the darkest hole and i couldn't get a hold of anybody and i didn't hold it against them mm-hmm. they were all doing their own thing you know and i didn't even know who the hell i was at the time i was 
going through all these crazy emotions up and down and everywhere, just like everyone does. And I was just thinking I was the only one like this. And, and, you know, uh, but I've, I've always tried to be open about, um, what's going on because I feel honesty helps other people open up and grow, you know, um, to a point. Yep. And that's, and that's something I've been learning um last few years more so more so last year or so i mean but because of what you said you you got into massage 2012 around that time yeah like after school and yeah i went to school at 2011 and i graduated in 2012 yeah the best feeling in the world too i i felt so accomplished and um you know, I know there's so much more to grow from there, but it was a huge accomplishment in my life. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, it's like one in terms of your, and, you know, I don't know how much you want to talk about, but like your family stuff goes like, you know, beyond high school, like getting further oh, yeah. education, like completing further education beyond high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like non-existent. I mean, growing up, I didn't even think I would ever be able to go to college because I didn't have the money to. Right. I thought, oh, you need the money before the, you know, we need to figure this out before I can even think about school. And uh, where I grew up, everybody was able to go to school um, and they had the tools to, to tell them how to get there. But for me, it was like, if you don't have the money, you're not going. So that's, I always just believed, you know, I had to, I had to do a trade like construction or something like that. But then I realized that massage is also a trade Mm -hmm. and, um, and I just applied one day and they, they let me in. So it was, it was the best day of my life. And then in massage school, it taught me, yeah. And then, you know, I was so scared and so worried about this and that and this, but Massage school really changed my life. The people there were um, some of the best people I've ever met in my life. I mean, uh, these are people with a similar passion as me and um, a drive to help people. And uh, they become your family when you're in school. And I know you've been in um, a trade school and been around people, and I'm not sure how it was for you, but uh, especially for massage when we're touching, you know, each other and, and working on each other in, um, a therapeutic way. Um, we let down some of our walls mm-hmm. and that's where you grow the most. Yeah. yeah um, Cause I went, I went to high school. It was, I, it was just me. Like I was by myself in a whole new state, a whole new environment. Just, I, I, I was, I'm surprised. I had the courage to do that, to be honest, like looking back at it, like that's, that's like a pretty massive leap for someone like me who's, oh, like, yeah. who's like real shy. And like, I didn't make, I didn't mean, yeah. I didn't make a whole lot of friends down there. I mean, I made some, I made like one friend down there who I still talk to today, um, you know, here and there. Yeah. But other than that, like I didn't have, like, I've never been a person who's had tons of friends to begin with. Like I've had, you know, I've, I have like a, few like really good friends i'm like one of those per- type yeah we were always the outcast group yeah <laughs> yeah but like down there like i didn't uh but not in a bad way right yeah 
we were definitely not in the um, in the popular group. But we were no. like bad. People. And but no, we were always looking out for um, you know, the uh handicapped people um in in every way, you know, we didn't let the little guy get picked on. And and we, you know, I feel we passed that along to um people that came in contact with us. Right. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, so like doing that, like I learned, I, I'm not, not necessarily doing what I went to school for kind of a little bit now with this podcast. Like I got, you know, I went to school for uh, audio engineering. So it is now paying dividends with this podcast. I can do the audio stuff and all the stuff I learned there has helped us get all, get all of our setup I- going. I knew it would come along for you. I knew you would use it someday. You might, you might not have known or known when. We always, you know, we always have anxiety towards, uh, you know, those type of things. Yep. But I personally knew it would come around. Right. So full circle. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm glad. That's that's. I appreciate that. Then, um, someone someone retaining faith in that for me, even when I couldn't. So that's, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've always, you know, anytime I talk to you, I try to think about how we can relate, you know, what, where you're at and where, what your uh, history is. And, you know, if I ever have questions about that, I try to refer to you because I, that's the closest person I know that knows about those things. So right. why not ask you? Right. Nice. Yeah, so, Force, where were we? Um, so yeah, basically, I guess this, the moral of it all is we've been to a lot of places, but we've kind of always have remained, you know, in contact and never has our friendship wavered or has, has there been like a, a point where you had to question it? Like it's just been there. Like it's like one of the more constant things in my life. Um, so that's been yeah you know, same here and the trust has always been there yep. like we've never fucked each other over no nope i mean um maybe in a small way um but not not intentionally yeah, i'll tell you that yeah, yeah not and, in like a like a permanent type like oh, i can't believe this this person ever did it's like and there's, yeah. there's nothing i can ever remember so if it ever there's, if it did happen i never held on to it well, there's some things that are questionable for me. I won't get into it. But, no, I mean, don't um, do. You know, I, I'd like to know. I do apologize. Oh, go for it, man. Tell me. Um, just how, just, just how the, how our apartment worked out with uh, my crazy ex, and who is very awesome and um, <laughs> has a great family now. Right. But, um, she basically made me charge you full half a rent and I, we were only paying another half and I feel guilty of that. Oh, okay. Um, but life moves on, you know, um, I, I definitely owe you, you know, uh, for that in the end, but, uh, I knew you would definitely forgive me and I yeah, wasn't no doing it. Yeah, no like worries. when I was doing it, I thought that it was the right thing to do. Cause I don't know if she told me that or what, but in my mind I was thinking, yeah, that's only fair. Yeah. But really when I look back at it, it wasn't. <laughs> so I'm sorry. dude. Yeah. That's all good. 
I understand the situation, um, especially from your standpoint. That's one of the things going forward. Uh, one of the things I'd like to do, so you know, one of the things I like to do is put myself in other people's shoes and other people's situations, try to understand it from their point of view. Um, cause our, again, our lives weren't really that different, uh, in terms of our personal, like things happening, like relationships and stuff like that with girls. Um, obviously growing up, we didn't have a ton of them. Um, and that was kind of one of your first like serious ones, right? I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's so, definitely fair. You, so, so you wanted that new to me, like you didn't, you didn't really like being yeah. the first time, like you didn't really know how to navigate it properly. You kind of wanted, you were more, uh, I, and, and stop me if I'm wrong, if I'm assuming wrong, but you, you were more worried about no, making it this work is for right. her than you were about like ha- making it work for both of you. Like you wanted to be, you wanted her to be happy right? at, at the, kind of the expense of your own values maybe. Yeah. That's what that whole relationship was all about is me learning that I put all my happiness into her and forgot about my own. Yep. Yep. And and so that's why I do feel guilty for that. But I knew you would understand because um, you have the exact words. Like that's what was happening. I, I was forgetting about myself. I, mean, I, I stopped smoking weed for her. Yep. And that's why we broke up. Yeah. I'm not going to stop doing something that I love and I think is going to help me, which it, it has helped me all my life as far as inflammation and, and uh, you know, um, mental um maybe not the clarity but it's been helping me mentally all my life well, yeah i mean yeah, so. it puts you on that different plane of thought so yeah yeah so um but i was proud of myself for finally just standing up for what i do believe and had and realized that you know she's a very sweet girl and she's going to have a bright future but it's not going to be with me right yeah exactly yeah. So yeah, that, and that's and I, I like to know about that stuff because I was I, I I don't hold grudges. I'd rather and I always it's like I always tell my daughter, I'd rather you tell me the truth up front than than me find out that you lie about it. That's not it's not exactly the same, but oh, the truth yeah. is always the better way to go. So if you want to, you know, if somebody wants to just you know confess the truth, I would much rather hear the truth because I'm not going to get mad at that. No, I mean it wasn't anything hidden. You knew yeah. you knew the deal. It was like what? Uh, it wasn't something we hid from you. Yeah, it was just like something that I think about later, and I've had roommates, and I'm like, whoa, I, I had it on the other shoe, you know. Right. And then I was like, this this isn't right. I shouldn't have done that to Andrew, but I guess I wouldn't have known if I didn't have the life experience. Exactly, exactly, so. exactly the point. That's exactly the point. Like you don't you don't know until you know, like until you know different. Yeah. Until you learn about it. So. Yeah. And you look at it later and you know, I know I wouldn't do that ever again to anyone else. Right. So it's not, it's not something. So like, that's something you shouldn't regret because you learned a very important, like lesson, like, like in lesson, I'll say, I'll say lesson from it. So. Like, yeah. I just owed you an apology. Yeah, I appreciate you it. You know, that's all. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so then we did, um, yeah, so then I guess here we are because like I was saying like, a little bit ago, you did all this massage stuff and you kind of, that's kind of what set you on a different path of like a different mentality of growing and healing um, and being more honest about stuff. And then yeah. um, I think one of the things that really brought us back to uh, of a more 
consistent connection and talking more. Um, before this, obviously, once we started doing this, we've been talking a lot. Um, but before that was right. um, was Seven Healing Stars because uh, you brought to, you you brought yeah. you brought that website project to me, um, and that was mm-hmm. that was beautiful. Um, really, that actually really. I I don't want to say save me because I don't want to, I don't, I don't think it was really that intense, but it it really helped me like help, like kind of put me on a trajectory, um, on upwards trajectory. I'll say that, um, because the kind of, this kind of gave me like a a good purpose, like something to connect with and really, I guess, put some of my own worth into because a lot of time, like before that, like, you know, I think, I'm trying to think of leading up to that. It was like, cause in 2016, I got laid off from one of my jobs. I got fired um, for reasons I won't go into. Um, but um, once. After, <laughs> no, let's do. <laughs> no, I won't go into that one. That one I won't go into. Um, cause that's, that's, oh, that's on. That's, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I won't get into that. Yeah. That's, that's real stuff. I um, don't want to talk about. Yes. Yeah, yes. But after that, after that happened, um, I had to kind of really reassess my life. Like, cause I was, cause I wasn't as upset about losing my job as I should have been. Cause it wasn't, cause at the time, like I was, it was kind of weird. Cause at the time I was, um, just trying to, I, w- I didn't really care about it, I guess. I didn't really care about it as much as I should have. Again, I was in not a great place mentally. I didn't really realize it, you know, and that's what type of job was this? Um, I was working um, in an office at Petroleum Traders, a place called Petroleum Traders. I was doing okay. just kind of office data data entry type work. Basically, the basics of it was data entry. Uh, that's the most generic yeah. description of it I can get without going into it. With, you know, it wouldn't really make too much sense. Um, but it wasn't. I mean, it was not something I felt like I wanted to be a part of. Because, you know, because a lot of, there was no creativity involved. I couldn't, there was no real path upwards. Like a lot of times I want, you know, if to be able to stick to a job, I want some kind of upwards mobility. There wasn't really that there. Yeah. You're just walking a line. Yeah. And I was, when I was writing my book, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to make this thing be my, you know, I'll be an author and I can be successful in that. And I didn't, had no clue how hard that was going to be um, to actually succeed in that. So there's like this, this part of me who just, yeah. I just didn't care as much about it as I should have. So when they fired me, I didn't even fight them. I was like, great, I'm going to go do this now. This gives me a perfect opportunity. You know, looking back at it, it was terrible. It was not a great thing, but it was it was still a good thing because it served as a catalyst. Because then I went and did a boot camp for user experience design. And that's where I really learned how to do the website stuff. And then you came to me with the website stuff, like, "Hey, do you want to build this website? We need this website for this, for this um, thing we're doing." And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely, yeah. we do it." And then we worked together on that, and did you know? I feel did a you know a good work for you, doing for you guys, getting that together. I'm still continuing to do that stuff because I enjoy it. I but I the one thing I enjoyed the most was the idea behind seven healing stars and the kind of the philosophy that led into it and the lifestyle that, it, that kind of came with it and the thought processes. So that's one thing and that kind Absolutely. of really, yeah, that's what really set me on the path that I'm on now. That I feel like I'm on now. Well, 
you gave us a great deal on that, but this whole time, you know, Seven Healing Stars has been this thing that you, it keeps on giving, Yeah, you know, uh, just by thinking about these things is healing ourselves as we speak. And a lot of people that have worked with this um, have missed that point that this is a model that's going to heal you. Um, we don't have all the, all the answers, but we do know that everyone needs to heal themselves. And the only way to do that is through example. So we have to be the best examples we can be and pass that along. And I, I think you got that message um, through working on the website. You know, you have to read everything. You have to type everything. And, you know, Jomar, the person who created Seven Healing Stars, is a genius. Um, you know, there's so many things out there now that are similar, uh, but we were just very forward thinkers at that time. And we believe there's a way without pharmaceuticals, without surgery, without all these things that make your life worse. And, you know, focus on nutrition, give yourself, um, get a massage, go do the things, you know, meditate. Um, all these things coming together is the real solution. Yes, we can do all of those separately. We can do them all separately, but we need to bring it all together and see how this all fits into our uh, full scheme of healing. And um, most of my life, I feel I've missed certain parts here and there. And when I went to massage school, I said, I want to heal. Uh, I feel the body needs to heal um, not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, and when I met Jomar, he believed the same thing. So we got together and um, started just working on how we can help right now from here. And that was to create a model to teach other people that they can do themselves, you know. And it wasn't a very, uh, you know, a huge financial gain, but that's what we, not what we were looking for. We gave all our ideas out so they can be shared with the world. We weren't worried about making the money off them. And, you know, we're not rich, but we're going to grow and grow and grow from the ground up organically and and make a difference, you know, um, with ourselves first. And, you know, we've, we've been working on this project for about seven years now, and we've been growing and growing and growing to a point where we can start helping people and we didn't realize that it would take that long to to grow ourselves to be able to share this knowledge. But we had a lot of self-work to do, and we still have a lot to go. Yeah, and that was one of the coolest things. And that was the coolest thing about it was thinking differently and about health and different aspects of health. Because um, I never had thought about it that way. And you're, But you're right, though. Doing the website, I, I had to learn about it. I, I to be in order to be able to write because a lot of it they kind of just left up to me because you guys were still trying to figure stuff out uh, you didn't really have like a solid idea mm -hmm. on you know everything that you wanted up there all over the place right you know but you had like you had like a, you had an idea and i kind of had to run with that like it was kind of up to me to 
put like kind of bring everything together. I couldn't do that without learning more about it. But the more I learned about it, the more it kind of resonated with me and the more I really bought mm-hmm. into it because it's, I mean, cause I'm for people who do, do know me, they probably know that I'm not a person that I'm being, I guess, portrayed as right now. I'm more quiet, kept keep to myself, but I observe a lot. Like I listen and I observe a lot. So anybody who knows me knows that I observe constantly. And having you know observed for the first 32, 33 years of my life before I came to that, like when I came to, you know, Seven Healing Stars and you and Joe Mar and Chris and everybody, I started seeing like this stuff as kind of, kind of put everything together, kind of started tying everything that I've been seeing together. Like, Oh, you know what? This, this actually makes sense. Cause I see this going on and it relates to these other things. Like, okay. So, you know, with the, with the nutrition and the diff and the massage and meditation, like all these kind of stuff, you can start seeing it like working together, start tying it together. And it's just, it just made a lot of sense to me. The stuff that I had been thinking on my own a little bit here and there also. So like it was kind of reaffirming that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We weren't the first to think about this stuff and you know, we won't be the last. No. No. <laughs> Hopefully um, not, and that's good. We, we wouldn't be the first or the last, but we're just trying to do our part. And you know, you have to think about it this time. It was uh, post 2012 um, when people were fearful that the world was going to end (laughs) and I still believe something happened, but you know, obviously the world didn't end. Um, right. I believe it was just a shift in consciousness. We can get into that um, later episodes. There's a lot of different things. I'd like to talk about that too, because there's some interesting, there's some interesting theories about what actually happened in 2012. I don't think if we, I don't know if you talked about this stuff, but we should, we'll definitely get into that on later episodes. We haven't. Yeah, I'll make a note of that. Yeah, because there, there's some <laughs> cool things I think we can talk about I, that I, I probably don't agree with, but you might agree with. So we'll, we can, I think we should explore that for sure. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so getting back to it, getting back to it, uh, post-2012, um, there was a lot of fear going on, and we felt that fear was only going to make it worse. So what can we do now is start living the life that we want to um, show um, that we feel will be the best for the world. And, um, because you can't change anybody's mind, um, by telling them anything, you have to show them through action and examples. And so that's where we started. And, you know, I'm definitely not perfect and I'm growing every day. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, just watching someone like Jomar manifest things out of the blue is really a beautiful thing. And I could learn a lot from that. Um, and we all have our strengths. So uh, I like to see, you know, my friends and family as uh, transformers where we all come together and and um, become this huge machine that's unstoppable. And, um, and you know, I don't refuse friends. Um, I'm open to everyone. I want to, I want everyone to, um, to be a part of this. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of, that'll lead us into where we are now. Um, kind of that, like I said, that's kind of where that's what, that was kind of the catalyst that brought us back together. 
so to speak. Um, you know, because for a while we had been doing our own things, kind of living our own lives. But yeah. then as things do, um, I believe a lot in uh, cycles, uh, things cycle, you know, repeat, things, you know, come back, come back around. Um, that's a thing. That's a big, that's a thing I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of. And I hundred percent. Well, you know, it's the year of the rat. Right. My, my, my case in point is what we're doing now. Like it, we've cycled back to each other and now we're kind of back to like, you know, being in, our, in each other's lives on a more consistent basis. Um, and I think which was always meant to be. Um, this is, I don't want to say this is like what this was supposed to happen. Like this was, you know, what, the, but it kind of is, you know, it was, I think it was bound to happen eventually. It's cliche, but it's it is. true. Exactly. It's cliche, but it's sometimes there's, there's truth in cliches. So, but, well, we've always had these deep, uh, wild conversations where, you know, you can go on to any, um, any abyss, you know, go into yes. any black hole and, and talk about it and see where we come out. And, uh, so we figured, uh, since we do always have those conversations and that's always where it ends up being, um, we might as well, you know, um, share it with the world yep. because, uh, it, it might be a lesson that they can take from it. Sure. And not, I mean, yeah. And just to have, just to put it out there, you know, just put it out there. It's, other people might be wanting to hear the same kind of things that we talk about. It's, and if it helps other people, that's what we're here for. I think that's, that's been my big thing. Like throughout my life, you know, I've gone from job to job, but the one thing I've always wanted to do at some point was to be able to help people right at some, in some capacity. And right now that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, the, my current job, I, I, you know, I'm a trainer. I, I train new hires to do good at the job that they're being brought in to do. So that's helping people. I think um, just making sure that they oh, have tremendously you learn life skills yeah. when you, when you know, and having a solid, I've a solid trainer. Biggest what? Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I learned the biggest life skills uh, from some of my bosses, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, that, yeah. So, and with, tr with training, I feel is very important because, and you can look at any job you have any way you want. I don't, it's not up to me to tell you how to think about your job. My job is to teach you how to do your job. Well, if you, so if, but if you're in there and you want to do your job, well, then we're going to get along fine because I believe in proper, um, training so that, and you know, it, Oh, I just forget the word that I want to use here, but just comprehensive training so that you know what you're doing the first day you go in to do your actual job. You know, because there's always that period of training where you're learning what the job is and the skills that you need and different processes you have to do. So my job is to make sure that the person, the new people who come in know it well enough so that they can be effective on their first day on their own. Um, especially because the one I definitely the way I deal with it, the, the job I deal with, people are on phones, you know, customer service type stuff. So they have to have a certain level of knowledge in the programs they're using to be able to interact with the customer properly. So my my feel my job is to make sure that they are able to do that comfortably, so that they can talk to people while they're doing their job. Because you have to talk to people, and so. So they can do why they got hired, um, which is their personality, 
you know, they can use that instead of just being nervous about, you know, every other detail, you cover all those details. So then they can focus on the main important thing. And that's the customer, exactly. you know, on the other phone. So if they have all the, you know, everything in their arsenal to, to do that well, then they're going to be, you know, you're going to set them out for success. And that's what a good trainer does in, in my world. Right. Exactly. And uh, going back to my original point is that it's, it's help. I feel like it's helping people because it's helping them be better at their job. But if, and that's always something I've wanted to include in my life is helping people. So that's why, you know, I've, this is why this is really interesting and a passion, a passion of mine to be able to talk about things that I feel strongly about with my best friend. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, we did it. Uh, we started this to have fun yeah. and stay in touch. And, and we realized that we had a, a lot, a lot of things that we could kind of, uh, grasp all, um, sides of the stories. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, if it helps, then it helps. And, uh, if not, then it's just for fun. Yeah, if it, I mean, it's helping us. So either way. Yeah. Uh, if it helps, nobody else and, helps us. Yeah. And you know, why be silent when we have a voice in this world? Yep. Absolutely. Um, I agree. So then, yeah, so here we are now talking about stuff. Um, agreeing, disagreeing. But I think the important thing that we've always maintained, like I said at the outset, is a level of respect and the ability to talk about things and not and make me. And I think, okay, yeah. So the most important thing I think about when we talk and the, what's made it so easy for us to talk is that we don't judge each other while we're talking. Like we let each other talk and let each other have their opinions and their thoughts and their feelings. Like I think that's always been one of the more important things in our, in our relationship. Well, I think we've always had that level of respect and, right. you know, I don't, um, I'm not perfect all the time as far as that goes. Uh, but with you, I think that has been a constant thing and, uh, it's a great thing, a great lesson to take to, uh, other relationships in my life. You know? Yeah. Well, just cause we, we show it to each other. Like we show each other respect that we want back. Like my thing is always show the person who you're interacting with the respect that you want back from them. And then you should get that. And if you don't, then yeah, you know, to keep doing it anyway, like I'm not um, going to, I'm just because someone does the golden rule. Yeah. Right. It's always <laughs> kind, of, kind of reminds me back into the day um, when we got pretty heavy into like uh, Christianity. I don't know how much you are into it still, but remember when we read like um, the purpose driven life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got, I got kind of yeah. heavy into like, like was really cool. yeah. At the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, uh, that, that was a catalyst in my life as well. It, it turned me to, it showed me to look at everything as, um, an opportunity or, you know, opportunity to grow. So instead of, um, dwelling on your pain, uh, use it as, uh, as your fuel, you know, yep. 
that's at least what it taught me. And also, you know, um, God is everywhere. Every, uh, but I'm definitely not that into uh, Christianity anymore. I'd like to keep uh, my views more broad and look at everything as a whole. Yeah. And that's as in terms of what it taught me, that's kind of what it taught me is just to respect people who do follow Christianity. Like, because what it did for me is it gave me not to be redundant, but it gave, it gave me a purpose. It really did. I felt, or at least it felt like it gave me a purpose. It gave me something to kind of make my life better uh, and, and kind of give me direction. I think that's kind of a lot, a lot of what people use religion for is to give them a direction they might not otherwise have. So to be able to have that in your life, it yes. gave me that respect, that side of respect for religions is why people, have their religions because it gives them something to guide them and and hope yeah hope um because hope is one of the best healers yep uh when people have cancer a lot of, i mean the motto is hope right yeah. a lot of the times doctors are telling uh patients you know to maintain hope and uh that goes back to your, just how you, your thoughts, you know, I've always been a believer that your thoughts create your reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree. And Buddha says that any other um, great greats in the past say that. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you, if you know this, um, when I first moved back to Fort Wayne, I actually, quit doing a whole bunch of stuff like when i first got back like i moved in with um with justin and we were partying a lot like we were drinking like going out like all the time i was 22 23 years old so that's what you do at that age right um it was we're going out a lot and it got and it started but it started getting on to me because i've you know as well as anybody alcohol is a depressant and Mm -hmm. drinking alcohol constantly and binging and getting drunk on a regular basis it does not do well for your mental state of being it just doesn't um it might you know it might it might alleviate some things in the short term but long term it is not good to drink a lot like constantly like you can drink here and there if you want but getting drunk i'm saying like getting shit-faced every every weekend is not a well that becomes your reality Right. And then it's a false reality that we're living in. It's almost like putting a mask on every day and being this happy, cheery, drunk person, but you're really not dealing with any of the emotions that come about on a daily basis. Right. Yes. And exactly. And that, you know, there was a lot of shit that I was going through at that point in my life. Transitions, obviously, uh, trying to deal with personal things and love lives and maybe want some of that stuff to get going, but not happening, just different things. Um, so probably was drinking a lot just to get away from that stuff. I and mean, that's a lot of times what people drink for is to get away from these other things. But it, I guess the point of it is that it got to weighing on me too much. It got weighing on my soul. Um, and I stopped. I was like, I got to stop this. And what I did to stop was I started um, meditating, actually, funnily enough, because there are some – I didn't know how to do it. So I had to learn how to do it. Right. That's when I found, and we do have some monasteries here in 
Fort Wayne, believe that or not, uh, where there are Buddhists from Sri Lanka and other locations who live there. Uh, they're not, you know, full on cathedral type monasteries like you see in other you know, other countries, just houses out in, you know, bumfuck Fort Wayne. Um, but, but there's, you know, actual Buddhists who do this stuff where they lead these classes on meditation. So again, I don't know if like, I think I might've told you about this at some point, but I went, I was doing that for like a couple months where I was going every week when they were doing like these guided meditation sessions. And that was absolutely amazing. Like that was amazing because I was was doing enough and I was starting to do, being able to do it on my own where I could get into this state of mind where I was just not, you know, like a higher, like consciousness level, like where you could, I could feel it. Um, unfortunately it didn't last, you know, as long as it, it should have. Um, but it really kind of helped me yeah. in that time where it, you know, it, it helped me kind of experience something different, a different religion. If you want to call, I wouldn't call Buddhism a religion. I don't think it should be. Um, that's just me. I think it's more of, I don't, and I wouldn't even call it lifestyle. I don't really know what I would label it as, um, because I think it's, it's it's people call it that. You can't. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can, um, because there are rules for. It's it. one of my favorites. Yeah, but for me, I wouldn't call that because it's it's because like when I think about religion, I think about all these like things that like Christianity and Islam and Judaism um, that serve more. Buddhism, yeah, Buddhism, Hinduism, like that kind of stuff. But I, like some of the bigger, bigger things, like I, I feel like they, some of them kind of serve more the purpose of having you believe in what they believe rather than teaching stuff. Like I feel like Buddhism is more about teaching people, mm-hmm. like how to be, like actually teaching people how to like think and be good people. It's less brainwashing, right? Like it's yeah exactly it's like no brain like the whole point of it isn't, isn't to make you it's, a buddhist it's just to help you live a better life like i feel like a lot of like other religions are yeah their goal is to make you a christian or to make you uh jewish or a muslim like i feel like that maybe that's just my own ignorance um showing but i don't know well i have someone that i'm gonna um invite on here someday and she she will be able to help explain meditation on a deep deep level yeah. so stay tuned for that beautiful person That'd be awesome because yeah because i've i've you know tried to get back into it but it's just hard for me on my own like because i'm really trying to look again for that like guided stuff like that like just the just like the stuff that he would like the guy who led the sessions would talk about were just like real reaffirming like life affirming kind of things and, and just real within the realm of Buddhism where, you know, talking about like, I don't know, I can't, it's hard to, I can't remember. If I could remember, it'd make things a lot easier. Well, one thing that always rang in my head was you have nowhere to be, nowhere to go. Just, just be. Yep. <laughs> uh, but she says it so, so much better and. Um, her, her, um, ohm is, is like, like you're hearing a music instrument. 
it's a really beautiful thing. She goes through all the tones um, so beautifully. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's, I think that would bring us pretty much current to where we are now. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, dealing with, I'm still, uh, we created a, a nonprofit with seven healing stars. So, um, it will enable us to do so much more with, uh, all these great ideas we have and, um, be able to share it with the world in a, in a bigger way than we have in the past. Yeah, and that's, I'm super looking forward to those times. Yeah, definitely. And that has yeah, some stuff we'll touch on later too, like later episodes, we'll get into that stuff. Um, but you know, in the meantime, just be dealing with our, our lives now, <laughs> you know, the pandemic and living, living differently, <laughs> trying to deal with all that stuff. And, what a lot of people are calling the new normal, right? Everybody's calling it the new normal way of living and having to adapt to, to, uh, different standards. I know someone like you who's in healthcare is having to deal with that on a personal level. Yeah. I mean, they stopped us from doing massage since March and, uh, I miss it so much because of what it does for people and having that taken away from me was really hard. Uh, but I had to really come to senses with myself and say, I don't want to pass anything to anyone if I do have it. And if, uh, it takes 14 days to get rid of it, then I wouldn't, or even to notice that you have it. And I would be doing a disservice by continuing, even if I wanted to. Right. So, you know, I, I listened to what they said and I did everything I said and they're even letting people go back now, but I'm going to take a little bit more time to get back to things, uh, just because, um, the, the risk is too high to hurt anyone. And even if I get like a little sniffle, I, I can't even see myself going anywhere, right. even with a mask. Right. Uh, so, so it's a lot of, um, lot of things to come to terms with and um seeing the change in the future of our industry uh is is going to be a wild thing and and uh it's interesting to note though um pandemics like this one that are global have been some of the main um chain like main modifiers of the healthcare industry and changing the way they operate a lot of this a lot of you know because going way back to the black death if you you know if you know much about that black death happened back in like the 1300s and back then that killed a super massive amount of the world's population it was, they estimate between 70, 75 right yeah 75 to 200 million sorry, people died sorry which is a huge, huge range. But if you think about that in terms of today's numbers, if you were to use the same percentage today, that number would likely get close to the billions, like close to billion, like a couple hundred, hundreds of millions of people. But when that happened, people had to adapt because that's when they kind of started doing like masks, right? If you ever look into like the uh, Black Death masks, you can see those those are like the big scary ones with like the long beaks, like kind of like a big scary bird. Oh, 
I just learned something about those. Right. Did you know that they put they used to put herbs in the end of them so they couldn't smell anything? Right, that was the, and that, yeah, exactly. That was the purpose of those beaks was so that they could put those herbs and flowers and different things at, in there so that they wouldn't have to smell the death. Like and all the rotting, except I mean, the smell was apparently just unbelievable, and they put those in there to. And I would think they would serve multiple purposes in terms of not having to smell it, and kind of maybe they thought they would ward off different things. Yeah, but things like that have shifted the way people deal with healing. So this kind of oh, most definitely, yeah. We learn lessons from every every pandemic, you know. Uh, I just feel maybe we shouldn't jump to the first uh, cure and let it evolve and do the test needed to make sure it's safe. Yeah, sure, I can agree on that one. Yeah, definitely, I definitely am a firm believer in the testing. Uh, definitely need testing as much as possible uh, because that's the whole big thing with with um, the COVID nineteen is is the incubation period where you might not know it you might not know that you have it but you can still pass on, pass it on to somebody else that's kind of the most dangerous part of it it's not that it kills a ton of people mortality rate is relatively low higher than the regular flu I'll put up you know say that up front it's higher than that. Um, but the most dangerous part of it is that you can pass it without knowing that you have it. Cause when you have the flu, you're not contagious until you start showing symptoms. Um, so you could be a person who's asymptomatic and pass it on to someone who is in that higher risk uh, age range or group, and then they might get it and not do well with it. That's the whole point. I feel at least to me is that's the whole point of being as cautious as we are and the need for testing so that we can then trace it. And start. Yeah, I I have my own. So that you're you're saying testing is good, and I agree. Mm -hmm. But the current way we are doing things is not very transparent when it comes to the medical industry, um, the healthcare industry. So how do we know who to trust? Hasn't it came out that? Some of these masks that we're wearing have already been contaminated or some of the tests have been contaminated. So how do we even know that the tests we're taking is, is being done correctly? Yeah, that's, and that's, that is a good question. You don't really, I mean, you kind of just, you kind of, you kind of have to trust, I guess. Right. Trust the people that trust the expert that we know. Well, trust the people that have created uh, false flags all our life and um, conspiracies that actually became true. Right. So how do we trust that at a time like this when, you know, I'm going to go off on just a small deep end, but um, how do we trust when, you know, we had a president murdered in office and ever since then it's been a wild ride. Yeah, true. No, I mean, so, that's, there's, there's definitely some truth know, put, to that. Because you can, you can yeah, see the Yeah, so I believe in testing. Um, but I don't believe that the person testing me 
is t- telling the truth. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's, I, I agree with the point of maintaining a healthy optimism, or not optimism, but a healthy skepticism with a lot of the information that comes out, especially nowadays when information can come from anywhere and anybody. Like, how do you, how do you know if it's right or if it's wrong? Like, you have to. There's all kinds of like, and you have to do your own research, basically. And it also comes down to, you know, using your intuition. And if we, going back to meditation, if we meditate and we know ourselves more, then our intuition will be sharper. And you know how you said earlier, if it resonates with you, then follow that. And this is this is what resonates with me, is that um, I know that vitamin C and I know that zinc help with this. So I'll do that. No one's tainting my vitamin C. Not that I'm afraid of everything being tainted, but I'm gonna. I'm going to choose this other way and you can choose that way and we'll see how we both end up at the end. Right. I think, I think uh, so to speak. Yeah, I, think to me. I think that's fine too. And I think, um, but with that, you just realize that everything, like th- different things work for different people. Like not everything is going to work for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody has different ways to do their own stuff so i mean if it works for you that's fantastic you can't and then if you feel it working and you're, obviously you're not gonna let somebody else tell you that it doesn't work if it's working for you but you can't then turn around and be like oh this should work for everybody else too because it, it just if everybody's made differently and they react to things differently they their bodies react totally to differently different medications different substances they react differently 100 percent I feel everybody should be in control of their own bodies at all times. Yeah. Be able to make decisions about your own body at all times. Uh, the only exception would be a kid under 18 okay. because their brain hasn't developed to even know. Exactly. Thank you. I think that's a good point. And that's kind of, I mean, because, and I, and I, you know, I and that's, you know, that's one thing and I kind of going to get into it here. So, but like everybody does ha- should be in charge of their own bodies and what goes into their own bodies. I think to an extent, um, and, and as far as, as long as it's not affecting other people around them, you know? Um, and I think that's basically the bush I'm beating around is vaccinations. Um, if you, if, if for kids, yeah. So like, I'm a firm believer in vaccinations, the ones that are established, um, polio, the MMR stuff. I feel those are important because, you know, we've we had all but eradicated some of those diseases until people started pushing back against vaccinations. There's the whole argument against vaccinations has been the stuff that goes into these vaccines and then we have to put them into the, into our bodies, but there isn't really a whole, not a lot of hard evidence that I have seen personally. And maybe you've seen differently that shows that there's a lot of the stuff that's going into our bodies is necessarily dangerous. Uh, I am, I have, okay. Well, but I am aware of there are people are, do have adverse reactions to the vaccines that happens. It's not as, and it's not as, common as some people would like you to believe but it does happen and there are 
programs for to help people that that happens to like you know funds and stuff like that and programs that they can tap into to help like help them get through those situations you know monetarily and um health wise well doesn't it go back to your body your choice so you said if if it's not affecting other people because i think this is where you're going with it is if i'm not vaccinated then it will affect you and you'll get sick from me right but if you're vaccinated, then why are you going to get sick? If it if the vaccination works and you're vaccinated, then you're good. It's only affecting me. Because there's people who can't and my children who are who have certain conditions they aren't they aren't able to get vaccinations because of their immune systems. That's me. That's me. So if you have legit, if you have and legitimate, like if you have legitimate, like. I'm not saying I hate all vaccinations. Let's just make that clear. I do believe that there are some that can be very helpful. Right. Uh, like pull. But right now, I don't trust the people that are giving the vaccinations. Okay. And that's fair. I think that's fair. I it's just yeah. and again, but I don't think and but then it leads into like you know bringing that to other people and demanding other people live the same lifestyle. I understand like a lot of anti-vaccination people just don't want to be forced to take it. You know, want, don't want to be forced to be, get vaccinations. I think I understand at least that much of it. Um, they don't want to be forced to do any other things, but I think a lot of that also is there's some ignorance to it because they don't fully understand the importance of vaccinations. But these vac- some of these vaccinations have been around for a very long time and they do their job and the reason you don't see these diseases as much anymore is because the vaccinations work. So I, but well, but then who like, I get you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. But, but haven't we changed our nutrition since those times as well? Haven't we done a lot of different things for our health besides just uh, mandatory vaccinations when you're born? I mean, we've, we've uh, learned so much about nutrition and, and, you know, breaking science and all these breakthroughs, you know, DNA strands. And we've learned so much in the past 20 years that it could be a culmination of things, not just the vaccine working. Um, Right. But uh, I mean, um, I guess diet only goes so far. It definitely can make it definitely helps be healthy especially with viruses yeah there's only so much i mean there's only so much it can do for you i mean it doesn't protect against everything i think you know that it can definitely make you healthier um but certain things it just it it, it can't like do everything and that's where a lot of medical science comes in and a lot of these um treatments come into like i mean a, a lot of stuff with cancer i i don't I personally don't like like the chemotherapy stuff. I hate that. I, I know it's effective, but I don't. I don't like the whole idea of they say because, and a lot of it is. I mean, it's it's effective and it does work, but you're pumping your body full of poison. And the worst part about it, I think, though, is that there's these things are pushed because someone is making profits off of these treatments, and they're blocking other you know legitimate effective treatments because they don't want to lose out on the money they're making off of their chemotherapy treatments. These companies that provide that That's, stuff. You said it. 
that's the number one uh, game they're playing, but it's it's going away. People are realizing that they can heal themselves. Right. Now, if there are legitimate alternatives to vaccinations, I am all for that. Like, I don't, I don't, I would love to hear some of that stuff. Um, because if, the, but you know, this is what we have at the for the time being. Well, the legitimate one is your immune system working how it should. Because personally, I'm well, not. I'm not afraid to that die. Is the, 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 that's the point of the vaccine is to introduce that so your immune system can build those antibodies so that when the actual virus or bacteria comes comes a calling, comes a knocking at your door, your body can fight that so you don't actually get sick. That's the whole point of a vaccine. Well, you're right. That's what I heard. But when I actually did the flu vaccine, vaccination maybe 10 years ago, I got sicker than I ever had yeah. ever before. Yeah, but... You know, I've been sick most, you know, as a young kid, I was sick a lot, right. but this was more sick than I've ever had. And it was because of the flu shot. And I know, and that's why I stopped taking the vaccinations and the flu shot, um, because of that, not because of all this conspiracy stuff or all these theories. I did it for my own self. And then I started realizing that this might be bigger than but- that's bigger than that's, me. And that but and that's fine for you at at the age of 20 something. That's like a personal choice right. you made later in life. Um but you probably still have your hep hep um vaccinations, your MMR vaccinations, all the stuff that you had to have to go to school. So you still had those vaccinations. Probably. I personally don't know, right. but you you're probably, you're probably right. Well, if you we went to the same schools um, you know, in elementary Right. So likely you had the stuff done. Yep. They would have let you in otherwise. Um, right. My parents did all the things they were told. Yeah, because we didn't go around. Yeah, that, was, that stuff was yeah. mandatory. Um, and that's that's kind of where my thing is, though, because these are kids. It was a sick kid, though. I was sick. All, I, I did the maximum sick days, even more, every year. Maybe Maybe that was part of it. Looking back, I didn't know what they put in my body. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, I don't know. And again, that goes back to everybody having different reactions to things to get put in their bodies. On the on, True. on the whole, those are, you know, it's perfectly safe because it's been tested over and over again by scientific medical communities. It's been peer reviewed. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's established science. Um, it, but you yep. can't, you can't, you can't plan for everybody you can't plan for a, like complete conformity or uniformity for everybody. You just can't. But so that's when you have to get into the point where how is the best way to approach it? Because you want everybody to be safe, but you also want to be the people who aren't going to be safe to also be safe. Like, how do you get to that point? I mean, well, you can't control anyone but yourself. Right. So I'm going to go back to the point that if you feel it works for you, then do it. And if you did it, then you're good. If you, you're you in that group where you can't get vaccinated, then I'd say you might want to live a hobbit life. Right. I guess I guess my disagreement comes if in where people are getting bad information. Basing, basing okay. their decisions I, on bad information. If you're basing your information on personal preference and personal experience – 
I can understand that. I get that a hundred percent. But if you're doing it just because you Fair heard enough. someone else say this happens or this is, you shouldn't do it because of this, these reasons, but you have no basis to go off of that. You just trust them blindly. That's where my issue happens. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I went with both, um, both of those knowledges put together. Like I, I was wanting to believe what the, the scientist and let's say uh, whoever is probably Dr. Fauci was telling us to do this all along. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to believe what they were saying, but when it affected me differently, I had to start thinking in a different way. And then when I saw someone out there that it supported how I felt, then I was, I got excited. So it might seem like people are just getting their information from a one side, but they might actually have an experience with it that they didn't quite put together yet. Um, as a reason of why not liking them, maybe they had a bad reaction. Like I had a bad reaction and they're just not putting together that that's, uh, why they don't like them. And there are some people out there that don't believe it just because it's the cool thing to do. Um, but that's not me. I, I always take everything and, and take all the information because you know, what you're saying as far as how they should work and how they're presented to us, that's a good thing. Um, so we don't have the black death, the plague of Justinian, the Antoine plague, you know, uh, we don't want those. Um, but who is giving like you're not just going to take a pill from someone at a concert uh a random guy you know at a con- or a random guy you see at a concert and take a pill from him or drink from their uh their cup right if you're smart you have to know the people who are giving you um the drug and if I can't take this drug and test it right there in front of them or have, have a test specifically, uh, then I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's going to save my life, I'd rather not take it. Um, and that might be not the smartest thing to say, but I'm just speaking from, um, from my crazy mind right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm kind of the um, same, same way. Like I don't, I won't put just in, like nowadays I've had plenty of bad experiences where you, I've taken something that didn't have a good, like it didn't react properly. So I'm, I'm like really cautious about what I take. Like, cause Joe Mar had suggested yeah. when I was doing like a couple months ago, when I started dealing with like my anxiety and my panic attacks, Joe Mar suggested that I start taking GABA. Right. Um, and I was like, okay, but I, yeah. even like, you know, he's a medical professional. He he suggested it. He said, you know, this works for people. He's not, I'm not going to say that he told me to take it. He suggested that I take it. Um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, he, yeah, he's he a- gave me reasons why, like, you know, this has worked, you know, this has done this for these other people. And I've heard it from other people too, who have done it, who've taken it. Um, but I was real, you know, and what is that? That's just over the counter. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, I bought it off, um, like Amazon, you could go to like GNCs or like any kind of vitamin stores. It's like a, it's like a supplement, so it's not. I don't even know. That. I used five HTP for that reason. Yeah, and I've, it's probably similar. It's similar. Um, I've had that suggested to me as well. But like he, you know, he said when you first take it, you might feel kind of you know um, lethargic, kind of tired. 
and I was like, and so I was like real, real hesitant to take it. Like I, I had gotten some, but it still took me a few days. Like I actually do it. Cause I was like, I don't know what's going to happen when I take this. Like, how's how, how's my body going to react? You know, cause I've done enough drugs in my life where I've, and I've had bad reactions and the aftermath of that is not fun. Um, but you know, I ended up no. taking it and it proved to be, you know, perfectly fine. And I, you know, worked, it works really well for me. And I still take it to this day. Um, so, I mean, I can definitely appreciate Great. the thought about, you know, being real protective about what you put in your body because you don't know, like if you put something in your body, what's going to happen, how, how are you going to react to it? Yeah, exactly. And you know, a hundred years ago, they believed that mercury was helpful. Yeah. They used to inject it. So I'm not going to be the Guinea pig for these new creations they make. Right. Now, you know, uh, why don't you on as far as new vaccinations for the COVID, okay. I will, I, you know, I will wait and until they get a solid thing out there. Um, well, thank you yeah, for that. I, and I, I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I'm not saying there won't be a great cure or a vaccination. All I'm saying is watch what you put in your body. Yeah. And know what you put in your body. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to take, like you said, I'm not going to take anything that comes out. Right. And even when we were kids, we we smoked some weed or whatever. We we were very careful about who we got it from. We inspected it. We made sure it wasn't like angel dust, even though we couldn't realize why people would want to waste their money and give us extra drugs. (laughs) Right. I never... That's why I never, I never understood yeah, that. That's why I never understood like people doing that <laughs> Halloween. Like why are you giving people drugs for free that you paid a lot for? But yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh, they're giving you crack and your candy. Wow. They're, they're super, he must uh, not know crack. Super generous. Yeah. Super generous crackheads. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it does happen and people are sick out there. Sure. So uh, I can't get into that. Thing. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's just, we need to look what's in our body and I'm an advocate for that yeah. and, uh, what is being put And same for our food. I mean, you know, me, I, I grew up on the craziest diet ever frozen pizzas and, and, you know, candy and sugar and all these things. And I really am dealing with it now and, um, and trying to change how I eat and, and what I put into my body and even, you know, the type of water I put into my body yep. is for, very important for our development. Yep. And, and that's important to know exactly what I'm putting in, even though I cheat sometimes and, and yep. stuff I shouldn't. Yeah, and that's exactly the reason why I can't have, like, soda or pop in my house. I don't, I just won't have it because I'll, I'll just oh, drink yeah. it all. And I'm, I know you're the way because your house had yeah. pop all the time. We just drink the shit oh, yeah. out of that. <laughs> yeah, my mom would be like, where the hell did it go? <laughs> like, well, we had uh, two friends over and we drank yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still that way. Like, if it's a, if, like my mom has it and she keeps it at her house. So, like, I'll have, like, some when I'm over there. It's there. Like, that's, but I don't keep it at my house because last time we had pop, yeah. I drank, like, three of them in one day. And I... Right. And that was how my grandparents' house was. I mean, it was literally not water. It was like, oh, the kids need more soda, huh? <laughs> yep. So, uh, 
That was it. Was just soda, and then the only time we drink water is when we went out to eat. It was kind of backwards, yep. but my grandpa didn't want to spend money on on uh, soda when he knew how much it cost out of the yep. fountain machine. Yep. <laughs> and I still do that. I get water most of the time anywhere I go. Yep, every day. It's, it's a good lesson. Generally, drink water nowadays, but yeah, very careful, especially as we get older. I'm very more careful about what what I take in. Obviously, for different reasons many different reasons a couple reasons for weight gain purposes health reasons and then mental mental reasons because in since i've and you know how that affects you now like certain food that we didn't even pay attention to before because we're young and you know full life as we get older we're like wow that that pizza really did me and i probably shouldn't have yeah because i mean before I was I was real lucky to have a ridiculous metabolism as I was growing up, um, and just I could eat whatever the fuck I wanted to, and it wouldn't do anything to me. Like I wouldn't gain weight, I wouldn't feel bad. I could eat as much as I wanted in any any given setting, and that continued on in my life to, until I couldn't do it physically. Until my body said, "Whoa, dude, stop! You're done. I'm going to be different now. You can't <laughs> eat all this stuff because if you do, you're gonna be in a lot of pain the next day." And that happened. So I had to start doing portion control and not eating at certain points of the day. And because of that though, I've since, but well, this year I've kind of been more on the anxiety diet than anything. I've dropped about 15 pounds um, because when I, when I, at at my peak this, this year, earlier this year, when I was like, just, you know, my panic attacks were like constant. Like I just wasn't eating. Like I couldn't eat because I was just in a constant state of anxiety. Um, But yeah, that, but that also kind of coincided with me being careful about how much I eat, what I eat, trying to get a varied diet in. And like I said, I've lost about I've lost about fifteen pounds so far this year. Wow! Yeah, it's kind of nice. It feels good. Like, and it's yeah. Oh, so you mean you wanted to, or? Like, did you want to lose the weight? Absolutely, yeah. Because for a long time, like, I was it. up at like two hundred ten, upwards like two hundred ten, like a couple times I weighed in over two hundred ten pounds. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I'm very careful uh, these days about like considering a, a weight loss a win or because uh, for some people, you know, weight loss could be a big loss right. or not not in the loss way, but it could be you know dangerous and i had to learn like because in my perspective weight loss is always a great thing because i've always you know been overweight so uh but i had to really learn compassion on the other uh foot too uh, as far as someone being underweight and losing weight you really uh you can't say hell yeah Yeah. you know because that's not showing compassion for them at all so i had to think think about they, how they would think uh, rather than how I would think. Right. Yeah, I'm sure we all do that as we grow. Right. Yeah. But that just inter- goes into what we put into our bodies. But yeah. So, you know, with what's going on now, um, you know, we can't, this can't be fought with diet because there's no precedent for the, for the virus going around right now. It's brand new. And the biggest, one of the biggest issues with it is that there is no immunity to it. Like we don't have antibodies. We don't have antibodies for it. 
Uh, there's no, we can't do herd immunity. Like that's one of the things like for someone like you who can't really, who's not really able to take on vaccinations, you rely on herd immunity. So you have to rely on other people to get their vaccinations so that they can, so that you, they don't pass it on to you. See what I'm saying? So. Or we could just, uh, our bodies could fight it naturally because our bodies do have everything in our, in, uh, to heal itself. I mean, we were given that. Right. But you're still uh, running from the risk God. of people dying. Like what, at what point do you value, you know, just letting it run its course and people dying or, you know, saving who you can save with proper measures in place? Well, my belief to that is we all have our time. I'm not going to hang on by a string to stay here. So if that's what takes me out, then so be it. I know that's not um, not what people want to hear. But uh, since, you know, I'm going to do everything in my power to stay on this planet because I feel I have a purpose to. Right. You don't uh, want so to let that clear. But I'm not going to live in fear ever. So if, if it's ever choose uh fear over um freedom in a shorter life i'm going to choose uh freedom in a shorter life over fear in a long life you feel me everything we we live by our emotions and how we feel right. about but things. what if like you so doing your choices go ahead oh i was just gonna say if i continue to be in fear then it's only making me worse. It's making my mind hurt. You know, imagine why we have these anxieties because we are fearful of certain things. Our parents teach us our fears. Our grandparents teach us our fears. Our, our lessons in life teach us our fears. But I believe when you come terms with yourself at the end of your life, you, you let go of those fears of dying and then you start embracing who you really are. And if we can let go of those fears now as, as younger men, then we can live a full, uh, loving, happy life and flourishing without any of these worries about this vaccination or that vaccination. We can uh, live our life until we're not living anymore until we're taken out of this world. I feel everything has a purpose. And, um, and even if that purpose is living shorter, um, I, I feel that's valid too. Right. So I guess one, uh, my curiosity though, is like, let's say you, you know, you make your decisions, and you go out and live in your life, but your decision, like you go out and say you catch it unbeknownst to you, you have it. So you're spreading it to people. And then one of the people you spread it to, they do end up dying from complications of the virus because you want to go out. I'd feel horrible. Right. So that's, that's, that's the whole point. Like there, that's, that's why. I, so that's my thing. Like I understand people want to go out and live their life and you shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't live based on fear, but at the same time, well, if they got a vaccine, they should be all right. Right. From what you're saying, if 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 I gave it to someone else, well, if they're already vaccinated, then they should be all right. Okay. And if they chose not to vaccinate, then that's that's their decision. So if I gave it to them, they didn't vaccinate, that's on them. They chose to be around me. Okay. 
I didn't force right, myself. Right, at these times, I'm not forcing myself on anyone. And if I have to wear a mask when I go outside and when I do massage, I will. Okay. That's what they tell me, so I will. So you're at least in that part. And, well, you'll do the things to help prevent, you know, other people getting sick. I mean, right now, that's the only thing I can do. Right. I have to, you know, or else I'm just like the big asshole sticking out of the store. Yeah. I, I want to do everything in my power to not get anybody sick, okay. especially someone that may die. Right. See, that, uh, that I and, but, but I'm not going to put a vaccine into me. So, you know, people that think they can get everyone on that side is never going to happen. There will be a civil war so fast. Right. I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe in I don't adult mandatory vaccinations. If you're going to be an adult and you don't want to get vaccinated, by all means, do what you do. It's your life. And if this, uh, don't force other people not to. Like I'll, I mean, pr- provide the respect that you want in terms of not being forced and let other people do what they want to do as well. They can hundred percent do what they want to do because then I'll just watch them and they can be the guinea pigs. Okay, sure. Yeah. It's like a, like a, like how I, <laughs> that's a mean thing. I don't know. It's say. like how I operate like with a buffet, <laughs> like, you know, when they first open a buffet at somewhere, you wait for the crowd to die down and see what's left over. Right. Like you don't go and like rush with everybody else. Yeah. Let or, them die down. Or that food might be or you might want to be the first one before you get the contaminated food. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay. Like right? a normal situation where there's no contaminations, nothing like that. Like right. Any kind of normal situation yeah. where it's just like that. But I mean, I guess you could make the argument if you're going to go into the buffet line, you want to go first, so you can get the good stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like a perfect situation yeah. where it's all, it's but, all the same. There's enough for everybody. You, I, I always wait for it to die down, so I have to sit there in a crowd. Maybe that's not the same thing. I'm know. not going to yeah. – I'm not going to tell people what they can or can't do. Just like I feel they shouldn't tell me what I can or can't do. They can, people can do whatever they want. They can vaccinate their kids, vaccinate their mom, vaccinate them, vaccinate their dog. I don't care. I, and part of the reason why I want to be living at the ranch, um, you know, because I feel it, you know, isolation is good and being self-sustainable is the best way of being healthy. Um, you know, we'll get into that with seven healing stars, but, um, that's all part of your well-being is being self-sustainable. I don't know why I moved it to that just because I was talking about, I'm probably going to move myself away from the herd if I need to. Um, but I'm not going to force my sickness on anyone. No way. So then I would, think, so I can agree with that. Like you can't, obviously I would never expect, you know, having the values or not the values, but the beliefs that I have is that you can't force people to do stuff with their bodies that they don't want to do with it. But there are people out there, you know, who are in this thing worried about mandatory vaccination. It's like, oh, that's fine. If you don't want, if you don't think people have to, shouldn't be forced to get vaccinated. I sure hope you aren't pro-life. Um, and telling people that they can't get abortions, you know what I mean? Like you can't be, you can't no. be that person too. So I, I can respect you if you don't want. No, that's where I got right. It. But then you turn around. And think, I hey, kind of thought about it that way. Yeah. 
Um, I sorry, I talk over you sometimes. I'm still learning this. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that's how I got this way because I was actually you know talking to Leslie and I was just like thought of this idea like my body, my choice, and it's very similar to the woman and having a baby. It's her body, her choice. Right. Now, on that topic, we'll get into it just slightly. Uh, but I feel, um, I don't know if I want to go here. Uh, I feel that the, the man should be able to, um, I'm not going to get into well, that. Well, yeah, I know what you're um, saying. Um, and there should be, there should be some input. I don't feel like he, sh- there should be as much, um, because it's not his body. They shouldn't have the end say. But there should be something they can say about it. I think I, I think the extent um, should go to is a, listen to him, but it, unless it was a crime, and it should be her decision ultimately, because it is her body. He doesn't have to carry that. I I agree. He, he, he should he I should agree. definitely have some input. Um, some say, but at the end, yeah. So that's what we'll we'll we, you know we'll talk about that, I agree. that much and yeah. not really get into it because that's an entire other can of worms, um, which. Right. And, we can tackle on another episode. Um, well, I like all I want to say on that is I respect, uh, all I want to say on that is I respect women a hundred percent. And if they feel um, they should need an abortion then they should get, right. they should leave um, them and if they right. feel they, shouldn't. yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And personally, the biggest thing, the biggest reason behind that is, uh, for crimes and, and sick things that people do. And I think they should have choice uh, at yeah, all times. It just goes back to any kind of thing you're going to ban. You know, like people, these are things people are going to do. So why not give them a way to do it in a healthy, safe environment? Just like with drugs and anything yeah. else that you can think of. Like, and that's in that thing that people just want to ban outright. Just make it, in a, make it to a point where it's, like, yeah, like I said, so. That's how I, that's what I think. I agree. Make it safe so they don't have to go to Mexico and do these weird things. But also, um, if you're going to have those, um, the same thing, have full transparency on the whole process. Where, where is this thing or where, you know, uh, what's going on through the whole right. thing. Like, what Make sure what they're saying is happening is happening yeah. and nothing out of, you know, I feel the whole country is going to be fully transparent soon. And that's going to be a, a great thing. We'll know where our dollars are being spent. Yeah. Yep. That would be good. Yeah, so it, it's just inevitable. Yeah, point. yeah. I mean, it has to go out there at some point. It's just, you know, there's just that shift that has to occur, and then living again. That would have to be another whole new normal. Living with that. Yeah, because yeah. people aren't really used well. To that. It's. Things are definitely going to change. I mean, when 9-11 happened, there was a, a huge feeling hanging over us, um, especially as teenagers at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you didn't know what to believe, what was up or down. Uh, but what we did know is that we can stick together and get through this and uh, look at it for what it is. And, you know, as I went on 20 years later, I've done a lot of research on it and what they were telling us wasn't what actually happened. And so I'm learning by example and or by our past and saying, oh, well, when this big thing went on, uh, they weren't telling us the truth at all. And whether I'm not going to get into who's the bad guys or the good guys right now, but there has been some weird stuff going on in in our country. Yep. Yep. And we'll have plenty of plenty of time to talk about all that stuff. We will cover it too. We'll cover it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're not. We'll get into it. How uh, many topics we're going to be afraid of here, if any? So. That's the whole thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if, uh, you know, people that do listen to this, when they do, if they have any ideas on any uh, topics that we should get into, I'd I'd be open to listening to everybody's opinions. Always always a fan of crowdsourcing ideas. So that'd be cool, too. Um, So I guess, main point um, for today in this episode is. Other than, you know, knowing who we are now, just, you know, going forward with our new normal, learning to deal with what we're dealing with and being safe and healthy, uh, being cautious, too, of things that come out. Be skeptical. I'd say retain a healthy skepticism about new information that comes out, new treatments, uh, vaccines, all that kind of stuff. I would I would definitely say keep, you know, don't trust the first thing that comes out. And if you want to make decisions based on your own bodies and your own beliefs and preferences, you know, as long as you're doing it for you and the right reasons and not, and not putting other people around you in potentially harmful situations, then by all means go for it. Um, be respectful of the people around you. Um, be like, yeah, be safe. I'll say that again. I'll say that as many times as it's need to be said, because I think it's really important. Um, you know, be be respectful to the people around you. Have you know? I always want to see. People. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> there you go. Put it that way. Don't be a dick. You know, love love your neighbor. Yeah, uh, you know, don't make love, but love them. Yeah. Understand that. Yeah, they're, they're uh, drop too. some food on their porch. Yeah, there you go. We've been having like from gifts come to us too, and we've been trying to pay it forward and. I know my mom has, and I'm super blessed for those people helping her right now. Uh, and anybody, you know, just say hi to people. Uh, it's hard to smile at people. Maybe draw a smile on your mask. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're all going through the same thing. It's important to remember we're all going through this together. Um, we're all kind of dealing with it in our own ways, but, you know, everybody's having to learn, relearn some things and, it's going to be uh, changes. Change is tough, man. People don't like change. Most people don't like change. And, and just remember, you know, we have to be compassionate. We, I don't have the same past as you have. And that's what created, created what, who we are. So I'm open to growing and learning new ideas. And I hope, um, 
the same, you know, for you. Hopefully, you know, we can always come to some kind of agreement where um, we don't have to not talk to each other for five years. Yeah. And who wants that? Yeah, that will be and good then, for a reason. You know, you come out of it and say, yeah, and you come out, right? <laughs> you come out of it and say, why the hell do we, and not that we've ever done this, but I have, you know, why the hell did we even uh, fuss over that? There was no point to even argue over that. It was such a stupid thing, and um, love is so much cooler than than yeah, hate. Absolutely, it's way more powerful. All right, and I think that'll probably bring us to the end here. We pretty much got what we needed and got our messages out there. The new messages that we're starting, uh, which is basically "Don't be a dick in these times." Um, and we just want to thank everybody for joining us here on this first episode. Uh, happy to have you here uh, many more to come and brandon will let you know about what we got coming up next for you yeah thank you all for joining us once again we're super excited for the future and what is uh to come uh the next episode will be with jared andrews he is an artist and a musician and he will be talking about how corona affected the the industries So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that, and we look forward to next time. Thank you all very much.